Salam, marhaba. Welcome to the Habibis podcast where we talk about video games, Arab stuff, and life stuff. I'm your host for the day, Fauzi Musmar. And I'm Osama Doryas. I'm Rami Ismail. So, what have you guys been up to lately? Ooh, well, it's a... Uh... It's been a week. Um, I, I think I've had a pretty good week, honestly. I um, obviously played some games, although I didn't play much new this uh, this particular week. I think. Um, what have you been playing? I've mostly been playing Flight Simulator again. Uh, I don't know. I've I've been I've been feeling somewhat tired, um, and Flight Simulator is really relaxing to me. I've actually been playing it on my on my uh, live stream as well. Uh, I just set up a flight, you know, uh, get off, get off the ground, and just leave it running for like two hours on autopilot, and I just <laughs> sit there, uh, just scrolling my phone with like airplane sounds. And it's been great. Do you have like that a list so of destinations, relaxing. like where you want to, <laughs> where you go, or like you go through a list of stuff you want to do in this game, or every time you it's, turn it up is a new thing? It's kind of a different mood every time, you know? Like sometimes I'm just like, let's just fly Amsterdam to London. It's like one hour. I know exactly how to fly it. I know exactly how to handle the airport. I know every entryway, you know, like air air entryway and air, uh, um, I know every landing uh, approach uh, so it's just chill and every now and then i'm just like i think recently i flew uh, singapore to bali and it just felt like watching islands right so i just did that uh, it was really nice um, sounds so serene so i don't know i i, I want to do that now i have flight simulator i've been playing it uh on and off since it came out but i, will, I don't seem to have the stories you have i need to find i will uh, teach you i will, I will yeah, teach yeah, you like, the proper the proper flight stuff because that's give me, half give of me the a story, list of destinations and things because I did right. the, the traditional fly over my house thing that was the first thing of course I mean um, no different than ninety nine percent of the people who play the game uh, and then I did like the landmarks fly over Paris fly over New York fly over uh, Egypt that kind of like uh, over the pyramids that kind of thing uh, and then I kind of stopped and whenever I have an you know a niche to go back I just randomly jump to it location but if you have a list of you must fly over these places i'd definitely be all ears i, think I heard be that, a great uh, medium medium article by the way if you're interested <laughs> i heard that they're releasing an f-16 to the game uh, uh the next update or something like that yeah i think it's a mod one of the beautiful things about flight simulator is that it, it just has this huge modding community so um, they've they've added all sorts of stuff to the game. The the A320 that's in the game right now. There's a mod one that is much better. Uh, they're adding an F16. Somebody added like carrier takeoff, so you can you can start flying from a carrier with a catapult. Um, wow. But uh, somebody already hot, modded in a hot air balloon and an X-wing as well, right? Like just <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the beautiful things about flight simulator games is that. They're really platforms more than games, and over the next few years, we'll see a lot of completely ridiculous stuff, including, uh, you know, add-ons that allow you to to pretend to be part of a major airline, um, which are played a little bit like Eve Online, you know, where where real people are setting up these flights and the flight plans, and real people play the ATC, and um, and the companies have real money that gets earned with your actual simulated flights. Uh, not that the companies earn real money, but like simulated money. Um, Wild. 
Yeah, it's 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 really interesting the the amount of life that happens on a flight simulator game. But beyond that, I I mean I I play it you know for fun. And beyond that, I've been playing Destiny too. I don't know. Do either of you play Destiny nowadays? I finished Destiny uh, like the, the main content when it first released, and haven't played it since. And I actually tried to recover my account. I apparently missed the deadline by a week. So if mm. I play, I have to start over, and that's really soured me on it. But it's my fault. I don't have anyone else to blame but myself. They had a few warnings, and I thought I had more time. Then I went in, and they're like, no. So I got to jump in at some point. I think uh, Forsaken was the last uh, Destiny I played. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, man. I really enjoyed that game. But uh, yeah, just lots of other games came out since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I just went back. Because uh, you know, I, I play it a lot throughout uh, the past what five, six, seven years. Um, but I will say, I, I took a little break from it before uh, before this last week, and the story kind of kicked back in. So I went back, and I've I've just been grinding. Uh, and I, I don't know, Destiny grinding is like the most satisfying thing to me. Their their movement and their action is so good that. I don't care. You tell me to run circles for like 45 minutes, I'll be like, oh, that sounds fun. Let's go. <laughs> um, but that's kind of it. Beyond that, I haven't been playing much. My, my game of the year like lists are finished and sent to, to Giant Bomb, where they'll be published somewhere in the next few weeks. Awesome. Um, I'm watching my mom play Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, and that's, that that's kind of it. That game is great. Yeah. I finished oh, two games recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. What have you been playing with some? So I finished uh, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, which I didn't Ooh. expect to oh. finish. Uh, I thought I would play it over a longer period of time, but uh, I don't know. One, one day I was motivated. I'm like, okay, let's see the ending. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the game. I, I could say some criticisms. The only thing I really – well, two things, but they're kind of related. Um, I liked the puzzle designs. I really did. I thought there were too many of them. Um it felt like everything had to be gated by a puzzle. And there was one sequence in particular a little bit later in the game where it was like, no, you like, it didn't feel like you had to finish a puzzle, but they were like, they actually gave you a prompt on the screen said, no, no, don't, don't keep going until you finish this puzzle first. Like it felt like they put it there and like, you know, it wasn't intuitive for the player. It wasn't, I wasn't going to just skip it. I wanted to see the ending and there, and I actually got a text prompt on my screen. Um, then the second thing was the density, uh, I didn't feel like there was any dis- or any real discovery in the game because every two steps you you encountered something. Uh, I, I think they took a lot of really good elements from Breath of the Wild, but they missed that one. Um, it, it it's too populated. Otherwise, I love the tone. I love the aesthetic. I love the the, the combat. It's simple, but it worked. Um, I, I so satisfying to hit an enemy and see them like fly off the screen, regardless of how big they are. Like things like that really felt good. The, and the balloon the, effect is great. Oh yeah, like I, there's a lot, a lot to love about the game. Uh, I think if they do a sequel, it's going to be phenomenal. I think they 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 learn from it and they can move on. Do Do you think the the um, because I I've I've wondered about this. I've I've once looked at designing an open world game before, and uh, one of the things I always found interesting that a game like Just Cause, if you've played that one, yes, um, it's also a, a relatively densely populated world. Um, but I, I never got bothered by that. I think I think it's more about the intent of the pacing, right? You feel like in something like Immortals that there should be walking distances to yeah. kind of like recover your mind and like slow down a bit and like get ready for your next combat. Well, I feel in Just Cause, like kind of the point was that you were always blowing stuff up, so it worked. Yeah. 
I, I get it. I, I agree with you. And it's, the aesthetic actually lends to it a little bit. Like if you can compare that to Far Cry, like just cost of Far Cry, uh, they have similar density, and yet for Far Cry it feels like too much, and for Just Cause it doesn't. Because Far Cry you feel like it really has to, like it, it needs to be more realistic in in in, uh, in its pacing. But like every two seconds you encounter something, like you can't really escape it. Uh, but Just Cause like it's action movie, like the, the the tone, so like you want that. So I agree with you a hundred percent. I think it depends on the game, but like this game it just it was too much like if you stand on a hill and look around you'll see roaming monsters everywhere and it didn't feel like they were like uh, uh they had any intent themselves they were just clustered look this is a group you can encounter and then there's another group and they're like laid about so that you can't go from one point to another without encountering something i, I feel they need to be a little bit more brave and be like you know what enjoy the world just go go right. for a bit like just right. you know take it in uh, but I, it's, it could be subjective. Maybe someone else will play it and be like, I love that I was never bored. There was never a dull moment that was fighting all the way. You know, there's player types as well. So right. it might be just me. But I really enjoyed like the down moments of Ghost of Tsushima as an example or Breath of the Wild where I'm like, I'm just going in that direction and I'm not encountering anything, but I'm taking in the scenery. Those moments are few and far between in uh, Immortals. How was the the narrative structure of the game? Because like in Breath of the Wild, it was this um, non-linear parts of the story that you uncover on your own at your own pace. And if this game is kind of taking a lot of cues, it seems from uh, from Zelda, is it um, is it similar or does it follow a different narrative structure? Completely different narrative structure. You have a, two voices in your ear literally throughout the entire game. Uh, and yeah. I liked it actually. I don't know, Rami, you could speak to that. Maybe you had it. Yeah. Experience, but- the, the narrative conceit is kind of that Zeus goes to Prometheus to have Prometheus tell the story of how the gods get saved. So the two of them are basically telling your story as you go, and they, they kind of play with it. But it's relatively, it feels relatively linear to me. Uh, like, just you just go to this place, now you have to go to this place, and every now and then it's like, go to one of these four places, right? Very similar to Breath of the Wild, but... Um, it feels it feels like you have to go places. While in Breath of the Wild, you kind of end up going places. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the bigger differences in the game. And um, as somebody who played both, Osama, do you feel that um, you know, like a more guided experience versus a more open experience? Which was your fancy? Uh, open, definitely. But that's my default. I just actually that brings me to the second game I finished, uh-huh. uh, which is the Outer Wilds, not to be confused with the Outer Worlds. Um, I don't know if either of you have. What year is this? This this conversation sounds familiar. <laughs> this is from 2019, I think the game came out. But have, yeah. have you played it? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you're, you're late, yeah. Sam. Come come join us. Come join the party. Yeah, tell listen, us, listen. Tell I have us about huge, your experience. No, 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 tell a us. Huge backlog. I'm trying to make my way through, and these are my months: January, February. There's not a lot being released, and I'm going to make it through all these game of. No, Samo, I want to hear what you think of the game. I don't want to hear you defend why you played it two <laughs> years late. Tell me about the game. We all have it, backlogs. <laughs> <laughs> it, okay, so disclaimer: a friend poked me and said, "You're going to love this game, but you're going to hate the beginning. So bear through it." And that's exactly what happened for me because I. I um, I like goals in my game. I don't need hand-holding, but I need to have an objective. Otherwise, I, I'm like, what? This is just a sandbox? And that, the Outer Worlds at the beginning, it's like, okay, uh, without trying to spoil anything, um, you're an alien, and then you're given a spaceship and, and go. 
explore. And I was like, okay, where do I go? Uh, the in- incredible thing about it is that every step of the way, you're rewarded with knowledge. And then the more you know, the more you realize what you don't know, and you're missing these pieces of information. And my motivation grew exponentially with, uh, after the first hour. I really wanted to connect the pieces. I actually was curious about um, what you know, what tied the bits of pieces that, of the story that I found together. All the planets were incredibly different, one from the other. Every time I went one, this, my sense of wonder and discovery was through the roof. And uh, on top of that, um, like what was really shocking was I was being rewarded kind of with tutorials. It's like, if you discover this, we'll show you about a thing that existed from the beginning of the game that you had access to this entire time, but that you didn't know was there. And that will unlock uh, like a piece of the puzzle that you were looking for. So uh, I, and the ending was so emotional. And uh, I could talk about it forever, but I'm sure you've heard it. I know I'm late to the party, but that game, like it's so, it's it's not very common that I play a game and I'm like, okay, this is a game that's changing my worldview on how to design games going forward about like, what is, you know, you know, how, how, like in, in this case specifically, it's about how um, knowledge can be a reward in and of itself, which I, it's something I, I knew, but I didn't internalize to this level. It's rare. It's one of the most original there. things about the concept in that game is that like, um, the more you play it, the more you know, and therefore the more likely you are to play some more. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's also just like the thing that, I think the thing that pushes a lot of people away is just this kind of janky to control, <laughs> right? Yeah. But um, it, it kind of, it, I'm, I'm not going to go as far and say it becomes part of the charm because I definitely was still yelling at this, <laughs> you know, the spaceship bumping yeah. into things when I was trying to go the other way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it kind of feels like the main struggle you have in the game is just the jankiness, and at some point the the sense of pursuit overcomes the sense of jank, and you just kind of go like, yeah, no, okay, fine, I'll I'll, I'll drive this broken down car to whatever the next place is where I can learn stuff. Yeah, um, I, I didn't play it long enough to master the controls. So even near the end of the game, I was like, "I'm trying to get through this little hole. Why is it so hard?" There's there's literally no mastering the controls. In that game. <laughs> I genuinely do not believe anybody is good at controlling the spaceship. It's just it's impossible. <laughs> I think aesthetically, there's uh, like I think that's really one of the biggest areas in the, in the in the game that I think it just puts a lot of people off just by how it looks, and I think a lot of people missed out on like a really fantastic game just by like how it presents itself in many ways, like how it controls, how it looks like these kind of areas, if they would have finessed the, uh, like a little bit more finesse there, um, it's a gem of a game. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it, it became one of my favorite of all time. I like, it gave me feelings I've never had from a game before. Right. Like, I don't know. It, it It's funny because the game, the game that it reminded me of was called save the date from like 2013, maybe 2014. Early-ish indie uh, was made by like Paper Dino, I think, um, and then the um, the game that first reminded me again of it was uh, Thirteen Sentinels: Aegis Rim, which yeah. has a very similar structure where <laughs> reward, like your reward, is kind of knowledge and progress. Um, so I don't know, like it, it's been it's been an interesting game um, out of out of wilds. Um, not worlds. 
Um, and it's kind of set at the center of this this very interesting experimentation with narrative structures around loops, right? Because that's really what it is. It's it's narrative structure around loops. I think Hades recently did really interesting work in that space as well. Just very different direction. But it, it's fun to see this new exploration of how can we tell stories um, around these shorter shorter hops. But um, Fauzi, you, you don't get to... You don't get to escape this. We want to hear about your games as well. Um, as, as we speak a lot about Zelda, I've been actually playing Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Oh, I just my, started that recently. My uh, my girlfriend has been been working on getting. I think she's beaten it, but she's she's now like trying to get 100 percent on everything. Yeah. Is she it playing alone? It's so much fun with another player. Are you joining oh. her on those sessions? No, no, I had no idea that you could play multiplayer. I've been I playing Flight either. Simulator. <laughs> I've been playing Flight Simulator and Destiny. <laughs> no, there's uh, there's there's couch co-op in this game, which I think it just what? makes it uh, yeah. so much like you know split screen. We're all like you know defeating mobs of moblins. I feel a little bad now. It's yeah, just, that's going to bump fun. it on my list now. I could yeah. play that with my kids. Yeah, I mean, I was take... gonna, it's on my list anyway. I was going to play it for sure, but wow, I didn't even realize. I think your kids will get a kick out of it um, because, like, yeah, it's just, like, a lot of dumb fun, really. Like, um, uh, like, uh, like it's the usual, like, Moso Warrior-style game. There's a map, there's a lot of people for you to beat up, and then you got to beat up a lot of people. (laughs) And then there's, like, you know, (laughs) camps on different areas in the map in which you have to, like, you know, go clear those maps and uh, clear those camps, sorry, until you beat beat the map. Then there's bosses and you beat the bosses and stuff like that. Um, But first of all, like, this is in the Breath of the Wild art style the entire way through, which is just gorgeous to look at. Like, this art style, I think, is just golden, you know? Um, Mm. Like, ages really well, and I really uh, appreciate the aesthetic of it. Um, the characters control vastly different and like um, their skill sets and stuff like that, um, how they do the combat. And they integrated a lot of the Breath of the Wild uh, mechanics in like a combat way thing, um, kind of in, in a very interesting way that I kind of appreciated. Um, yeah, so, so far so good. And it's loads of fun to play with another person. Um, right. Just a lot of fun. I, I have to say, like, uh, I, I'm so impressed by how those games, um, you know, because they've done such different ones. They've done a Fire Emblem one. They've done, like, two Zelda ones now, I think. Um, but the way they capture the games that they're referencing is really impressive. Because the Fire Emblem one genuinely felt like a Fire Emblem game. And the Zelda one, it genuinely feels like Breath of the Wild. Like, I've played the demo only. But... The interface feels different. The flurry attack co- uh, counter feels feels you know similar. The world feels similar. It's just it's it's honestly it's it's super impressive. I I just want to do I want to see them do Dynasty Warriors with every yeah. game IP I've <laughs> Give ever. Give them an IP like, and see what they yeah, do. Just I want to see Need for Speed Dynasty Warriors, man. Like Flight Simulator, <laughs> Tetris, Command and Conquer, Tetris. Yeah, bring it. Like I want. I want to beat up like 700 Tetraminos and like, that's it. That's what I want. <laughs> why, why stop there? They could go Smash Brothers and bring all of those in. Into one oh my one. God, Smash Bros. <laughs> I think, I think they made the Yakuza one um, that was Japan only. 
Oh, no there was a Yakuza yeah. one? What? Yeah, oh. there's, there's, a, there's a Yakuza one that's Japan only. And it's like a Yakuza game that is also set in feudal Japan. It's a weird, weird game. That must have been, I don't know, 2014 or something. But I think it I came out in Japan up. only. Oh, that's interesting. I need I... to look this up. Yeah. That is wild. That's wild. <laughs> a breath wow. of the wild. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so so is there online multiplayer or is it really just couch? I haven't tried uh, to see if there's online just yet. I've only tried um, the couch, which is split screen. Um, right. I, I kind of feel like my Switch is struggling a little bit sometimes. Like there's a yeah. there's a literally yeah. like a bunch of characters on screen, and then like you know we put it on split screen, um, the frame rate like, the frame rate drops a little bit every now and then. Um, That's but, nothing. If you try to play Call of Duty, the new one, the Cold War split screen, it's completely broken and unplayable on PS5. Oh, is it? I, yeah, PS5? I actually thought on PS5. I, like, wow. You could play regular, no problem. As soon as you put it in split screen, characters disappear. The car- character models are gone. You just see floating guns. Parts of tanks are gone. Like It's just ridiculous. And I looked it up, and it's a known issue. Like I'm shocked the game released this way. It's almost 100% replaced. Re- reproducibility like you get it the the first match it might be okay the second match for sure for sure it's broken well i mean let's 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 at least agree that uh, clearly q like certification isn't doing the qa part of games anymore because yeah over the last few months we've seen a lot of games launch in states where you're like well i think certification used to be tighter but uh, <laughs> um yeah. i mean as i guess as an indie i have a uh, I have a lot more freedom to <laughs> to say <laughs> but um but so no no online multiplayer yeah. or you didn't check we should we should check the we should check the otherwise like when this when this whole i haven't checked it so like i'm still like you know like very early on in the game uh we just played um, three or four maps and whatnot uh, but it's 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 right. loads of fun i when, mean when like when this whole when this whole COVID thing is over, we should we should play them. Yeah, man, I would I would love to um, uh, you know like this one. I like couch cops because you can have people over, and then um, uh, yeah, like you know, I, I have people over. I miss that so much. Have people over for like oh, food or something, so and right. then, like you know, just all sit on the couch and play some games. What I don't are, are, what I don't miss, we, however, is that if you have if you're having people like Arab people over, there's a lot of <laughs> added complexity. <laughs> to, to, to asking them over. I don't it's know if you guys feel the same way, but like, uh, if you're having an Arab guy over and they're like, should I bring anything? You have to absolutely always say no, even yes. if you want them to bring something. Yeah. Your fridge is empty, you have nothing in house, and it's like, no, 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 it's good. I, I, I got this. But <laughs> it's okay, it's acceptable to hint at what you're missing. Like, no, 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 I got this. I just got to go to the store to pick up maybe some juice. I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to wait for them to make the offer, yeah. right? But then, yeah. like, you, you make so much effort to tell the people, like, no, no, we don't need everything. We have everything. You just bring yourself and all that. And then yeah. the other person will always bring something anyway. <laughs> because if you don't, uh, if they don't bring something with them, you will judge them. You'll be like, can you believe this guy? He showed up with nothing. Up. Not even sweets. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you need anything? Salamtak. Just, yeah. your, just your greetings. Just your greetings. Oh, it's no, it's, no, it's great. Are, 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 are you also... My, my dad always explained it to me. What if, if a friend comes to visit the house, we clean the house. 
If a good friend comes to visit the house, we don't clean the house. <laughs> is that all? Is that all the hard work for you guys? Yes, or? yes. Okay. We have yeah. we have three different types of tea glass sets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending about how close that the people the people are coming in. They were like, you know, my friend is coming over. Can I get the nice teas? I was like, no, 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 no. Those are for no. You give him the crappy ones, of course. <laughs> the chipped ones, the older nice teas, the, 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 the old mugs that we had before. And there's an etiquette to how you drink tea as well or eat food either. If you finish your, your cup of tea, you're asking for more. You have to leave a little bit, just a little bit at the bottom. <laughs> Otherwise, it's, you're going to get, you're like, wow, this guy really likes his tea. <laughs> he he won't stop asking for more. <laughs> I got in so much trouble when um, um, my, my girlfriend was visiting me and we were, she was meeting my dad. And uh, I was obviously a little nervous about it. I always nervous about introducing a partner to, to my parents. Um, and um, there was a plate with stuff that he had, picked for her because she's vegetarian. Um, and it was further away from her than it was for me. And my dad just looked at me. He's like, that's not how I raised your army. Put the plate in front of <laughs> Put your plate in front of the girl. What is this? You're not eating that. She's eating that. And if you eat that, you... What do you mean? You're, you're not eating that. Like, that's not for you. Put it in front of her. And he was so... I was visiting a friend of mine in Casablanca, Khalil. And uh, he... <laughs> He got his parents kept forgetting that I spoke Arabic, I think. So <laughs> they would give him shit in Arabic for like not like at some point the tea ran out. And it was just like like go get tea. There's no tea. That's not how I arrange shit. I'm just sitting there being like, oh boy, poor Khalid. Poor Khalid. Um but it was really lovely. It's 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 a it's a very warm sense of hospitality, right? Absolutely. The air of hospitality. It's it's one of my favorite things is you can meet somebody and feel like friends uh, pretty quickly, honestly. I'd love to tell you the story, if I can, about when I went to Iraq. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you the, the shorter version of the story. My sister went to visit my family in Iraq, uh, and she really wanted to see a camel. Like, she, you know, we grew up here. We went to Iraq, visited a few times, but uh, we never uh, lived there for, like, we. she left when she was, like, 30 days old, like super, super young. Um, and what happened was she really wanted to see a camel. They, and they were like, oh, don't worry. We see them by the side of the road, the Bedouins, all the time. Well, when we see one, we'll flag it down and we'll go, uh, you know, introduce you to the, 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 the Bedouins. They're really hospitable people. They're the best. You're going to love them. But that never happened. She was there for 30 days and it just, like, for some reason, for her, it didn't happen, even though it was super common. So when I showed up, I, w I went to visit like months later. Um, they're like, oh, don't worry. We're going to show you camels. And I'm like, I don't really care. They're like, no, 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 don't worry. It's going to happen this time. I promise. They're like, okay, fine. So while we were traveling from one city to the next, um, literally like in the horizon, you see a, a string of little shadows. Like you see the, 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 the Bedouins and the camels in the distance, and they veer off the road and drive on the sand all the way to this. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, this is this is Iraq, right? Like, you're going to be scaring these poor people. Like, like, no, don't worry. They're super hospitable. They're going to be fine. This this happens all the time. I'm like, I, okay. I mean, I'll play along because they're my cousins. And I guess they know better. This is their country, right? We stop right next to the, uh, the the Bedouins. We get out of the car. I see that the the, 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 the the father figure guy, he's a little bit nervous, but not too much. Like he's still he's like, he's like, my sons, uh, what can I do for you? And then they all they said was, uh, our cousin 
lives in a foreign land and he wants to see your camels and his face lit up and he had this huge smile on his face and he takes me by the hand and he walks me from camel to camel telling me their names and which one parented which which camel and a little bit about their personality and he's showing this level of love for them that i didn't think was possible like it's they're 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 family they're not pets they're family but then he turns around and he asks me have you eaten camel meat and i just like (laughs) like, wait, wait what he's like yeah have you eaten camel meat i'm like no i've never had it before and he's like okay and he points to one. He's like, that one. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're just talking about it. You told me its name. And I'm like, no. He's like, yes, uh, you're my guest. And my cousins are like, yeah, he's offering. You can't say no. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't say yes. And we went back and forth for a while. And you can see he was upset. Because he just offered me, you know, the camel. The camel. Like this is, and it was like one twentieth of his wealth. Like I look around, and yeah. everything they own is here, and he has like less than twenty camels. And he just said he was going to slaughter one for a perfect stranger from a foreign land. Like right. that's the level of hospitality we're talking about. He was going to stop whatever he was doing, wherever they were going. They were going to set up camp, slaughter a camel that he has a name for, and just that I've never like I was at the Virgin Tears. And I still couldn't bring myself to say yes. I regret it. I won't lie because Aww. it would have made him happy. But at the right. time, I was just like shocked by the whole thing. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I know. I don't have a story quite like that. The, the one I always remember is I was in Sweden and it was Ramadan, right? And then, and, um, so there's, it's the the you know you don't eat from sunrise, eat or drink from sunrise to sunset. Um, and it was the north of Sweden, so the days were like from eleven. Uh, from, uh, you know, 11 p.m. is sunrise, right? <laughs> and like 10, 10 p.m. is sunset. So you've got like two hours to eat or something. Um, and it was wild because I got there and I wasn't ready for that. So I, I just, I was, I was walking through this tiny uh, city in the north of Sweden. And I'm just like, please let there be a pizza place that's open, right? Because I had just arrived. The hotel didn't have room service. There was no way for me to get food anywhere. Um, I'm just walking around the city and everything is dark. It's a small city. Nothing is open. And I come across this one pizzeria, right? And there's light out there, but the sign says closed. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm hungry. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to fast if I don't, uh, if I don't eat. Um, so I knock on the door and, and some guy opens and he's like, what do you want? I'm like, um, in, in Swedish, I presume. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a foreigner. I'm, um, I, I just want some food. He's like, no, we're closed. I'm like, no, 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 listen. I'm, uh, so it's Ramadan and I can't eat. And he's like, oh, you're Muslim. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> uh, he understood. He, he, just, he just sat down. And there were like 30 Muslims. The entire city was there. Uh, every Muslim in the city was there eating at that one pizzeria together. And they just had this huge table with like lots of food. And and Balah, uh, like dates came out and like, all sorts of traditional foods, and um, I ate. And then at the end, um, the, I said, like, so, so you know, what, what do I owe you? He's like, and he looked at me, he's like, what do you mean, what do you owe me? Come back tomorrow, that's what you owe me. And wow. uh, I'm like, I can, I, I can do that. <laughs> so wow. I ate there three days. Uh, breakfast wow. and, and dinner was the same time. So you, we just had the one meal. Um, I went there three days, and then on the last day, I told them thank you, and they said, "If you're ever back, come visit us again." 
Um, I sent them a card. That's the only thing that they allowed me to do was send them a card with, with thank you. That's incredible. That That's a beautiful story. Right. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was something. I don't know. Like, I always, always deeply appreciate that sense of being, being at home with other Arab or Middle Eastern people. Like, it's a, it's a certain etiquette and a certain rule set that makes sense to me, I guess. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think other coaches have like? I'm sure other coaches have that. I just don't. I wouldn't because I'm also half Western, but I wouldn't be able to tell you how Dutch hospitality works. So uh, here, it, I, I could tell you in Quebec, people are always confused when I offer when I, we go out to lunch and I offer to to foot the bill. I'm like, oh, it's on uh, me this time, and they. It, it takes a while of them getting to know me to realize this is just who I am. A lot of like times, people look at me. With, I I noticed it. People who I don't know super well that I offer to, to pay the bill will look at me with suspicion. Why? What, do you, right. what are you going to ask for now? And it's not <laughs> that it's bad. Like It's not that they're bad people or not generous or anything like that. It's just that that's just not how it's done. There's a th- right. certain, you know, you, you, you order something, you pay for it. It's fair. That's what's fair. If you try to break that fairness, then you must want something else so that you could go back to equ- equilibrium, so you could go back to equality, right? That's, that's right. how it works. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I don't know, like it feels, it always, like it feels hard for me to, to, to argue about the bill very frequently because like in, in the airport, you have to argue pretty hard, right? You have to go, no, 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 I got this. I got the, no, 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 I got this. And, but then when you're here in the West and you're kind of like, um, you go like, no, no, I got this. People are like, no, no we're going to split and you have to go like, but, but no, I got this. And they're like, no, we're going to split. And you end up in like a weird argument about who gets to pay the bill. (laughs) Well, in the Arab world, it is a weird argument, but at least we all agree one person is going to pay the bill. Yeah, and my my brother-in-law were always like, we're trying to one-up each other every time we go to a restaurant. Like we're sneaking before it's time so we could pretend we're going to the bathroom, but we pay the bill for the other before. And it's like, it's, 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 it's like loving, you know, it's, 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 it's a, I value you so much. I, I would like to, to feed you, you know, I would like to pay your. your, your I bill. Want, it's not insulting. Well, I mean, the I two cards in you must be uh, must be at odds with that, right? Because you either want to go Dutch or go Egyptian on this. Right, <laughs> right. And it's impossible to figure. And like the Dutch aren't even the worst at that because, like the the, the Swedes, uh, the the people in the Nordics, they they actually have like mental calculators. I think they remember exactly how much money is still out and out, and they calculate stuff like by heart. It's incredible. Uh, the Dutch just kind of go like, we should split this, and then the phones come out and they start calculating, and at the end it's like, okay, I owe seventeen something. Um, it's like, what? What are you talking about? I'll just pay for the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh no. Um, I don't know. Like the, the funniest story I have with that is probably when I got in trouble with a Japanese executive. Um, you know, uh, so Shuhei Yoshida works at Sony, uh, Sony Computer Entertainment. Uh, and used to be, I don't know exactly what, I think he was head of first party. Um, I would, worldwide uh, studios at some point as well. Yeah, he was worldwide. Um, yeah, he was world, uh, head of worldwide at that point. Um, and we, we would go to uh, a restaurant in LA for sushi. It started years ago just by accident. And then, uh, you know, I always bring a few good friends and some indies that I've met throughout an event. So I, I try to bring like eight or nine different people, different backgrounds, different places in the industry to these dinners. And, um, and she loved the dinner. He loved getting to meet all these indies and all these people. So we decided next year, the next D3, we'll do it again. Right. 
Um, so at the end of the dinner, I tend to pay for these dinners, right? They're my dinners. They're, they're sort of like uh, Rami's like indie dinner. Uh, so I insist on paying. The problem is in Japanese culture, oh. it's not the person who invites you who pays. It's the most senior person yeah. who pays. Oh. I was about to say, yeah, that's a clash. This right became there. a problem yeah. because to Shuhei, me paying seemed like me telling him I was more important. And to me, Shuhei paying seemed like I was letting a guest pay for my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so it turned into this weird standoff where every year we try to like beat each other at paying. <laughs> <laughs> and it went as far as one time I tried to pay, and he had called ahead and paid for the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, wow, so that's next level. Over, over the years, it, it, it went from like, you know, one of us going to the bathroom to pay <laughs> uh, to like when we get into the restaurant, we're like paying. <laughs> like in the end, there's like, okay, no, we'll just take turns or something. It'll be fine. And I made that mistake of like uh, paying for dinner once for my Japanese uh, colleague. And it was also like, you know, the, the reflex bill here. Oh, it's on me. It's fine. And yes, they were like, you know, very shocked and all of this stuff. And then for a week, that uh, colleague was bringing me like different types of gifts <laughs> every day. I was like, you know, because right. you paid for dinner the other day. Here's this. You paid for dinner the other day. Here's that. And like, this is literally like four times what I paid. back. That was the point, right? Like it was more than you paid. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's it's funny when those things collide, especially in 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 cultures with like strong sense of etiquette. Because I think in the Netherlands, they just go like, "Okay, fine, you pay." Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, like that's the other thing when you when you're arguing, like, "No, no, no, I got this," and they go like, "Okay." You're like, "What? No, no, wait." No. <laughs> oh, I was expecting. I was expecting somebody to resist a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there's a dance. You're not dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if you can make yeah. a game about something like that, like um, the the different etiquettes of uh, of dodging a bill. <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like any standard card bluffing game where you're just yeah. like, no, 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 I got, I got, I got this, and then somebody else goes like, okay, and you're like, <laughs> but like, eh. Eh, hey, what do you mean you got like <laughs> okay, what do you you go I got this. So, no, you're supposed like you need to earn some points by doing the dance and then you need to stop while you're ahead. So like dance, oh. dance, dance, and then this, you stick the bill to someone. Did you I once had I once I once couldn't stop laughing at, at my dad, uh the, my, my Egyptian dad, because him and an uncle, and this is not an actual uncle, it's a friend of the family, but they're just called uncle because they're a friend of the family, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they both started arguing at who was gonna host uh, Ramadan uh, food at the end of a at the end of a night like um, there was like, my dad was like oh yeah, yeah you should come over you should come over we'll we'll have uh, we'll have food and and I'm like no no you should come to me you should come to me and it's like this went for like twenty five minutes and I'm just standing there as a teacher old just being like you guys we'll go to a restaurant like it's fine what are you ready like what are we arguing it's probably gonna be better food and both of them just look at me like Rami shut up I'm like <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's a good it's good it's such a i don't know it i wonder how intimidating it is to people that aren't from our culture to sit between can you imagine like somebody came out to dinner with the three of us and at the end <laughs> the three of us start fighting about the bill and another person just be like what is happening <laughs> 
<laughs> but you also need to like super commit right into uh, yeah. into the fight. So you go like, don't pay. Wallahi, I'll get angry. Wallahi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, no, no, it's on me. You're like, Wallahi, you insult me. You insult me. <laughs> I, 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 I can, you'll, I can you'll get the next one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the right way out. But you don't get to do that early, right? You have no, to no, wait no. a little bit. That's that's Absolutely. like your fourth or fifth. You have to. It doesn't eight. mean that the next one they're gonna say, okay, you know, last time you said I paid no, no, for this one. No, that's another fight. We fight about that one too, right? <laughs> but like, yeah, it's when it's a part where like the insults and the honor and the like anger comes out. That's really good. No, no, you can't, like, come on, like for my like, we're friends. Like, you have to, you have to give me this. You have to give me this. And they're, I think it's like every one of those like statements are enough to terrify most people. Go like, if you do this, you'll insult me. But to an airport, people like, no, no, I'm gonna continue to insist on whatever you said is gonna insult you because we're gonna go go three more rounds, y'all. I have a strong suspicion that the this came from. allowing people a way out from like people who don't who don't have the means to be able to participate and still like feel like they you know they tried to pay and then they back down first so i, I think it, it potentially evolved from that because it feel that's right. a, the spirit of what it is you know what i mean you probably and, and, yeah, the people who can pay it will pay it right exactly because they'll just keep going until until it's done and the people who can't pay, they'll back off after three times, as agreed upon in the <laughs> unspoken laws of Arab like discussion about bills. Yes, um, but yeah, no, I think that's exactly it. And and inviting people to your house, it's still like everybody has the fancy teacups, right? Yes, it, you're serving tea and some snacks. So even if you don't have a lot of money, you can generally receive people in that state. Um, and nobody cares about the house as long as there's two chairs to sit and talk. Exactly. Right. Like it's, that's it. It's the it's the tea that matters, and the tea is good. It's tea. It's shy. It's Come tea. on. Exactly. You know, no, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. It's it's kind of you know brings everybody at the same level. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. It's. I can't, no? I can't wait till I have you guys over at some point. And, oh, I'm uh, looking forward to it. You're gonna, you're gonna use the good tea. teacups, right? Yeah. Right. Should yeah. I- uh, Posey, should I bring anything? <laughs> no, of course not. I have everything. No. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Just bring yourself. <laughs> uh, sweets it is. <laughs> sweets it is. <laughs> All right. I guess that's uh, that's it for our show for today. Thank you very much for um, uh, joining us. Um, we do the Habibi's ca- uh, podcast um, um, every other uh, time, inshallah, and we release <laughs> inshallah. it. And we release it on all of your favorite um, uh, podcast uh, channels. Inshallah, you'll find it there. Um, inshallah. <laughs> um, um, everything inshallah. Everything inshallah. We we try to keep it to a fixed time. Um, we 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 get we get we're getting better at this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> one step at a time. Good. All right. uh, yeah, I was I was Rami. You can find me on Twitter d h a underscore Rami uh, or uh, here on the podcast. Um, Osama Darius. You could find me at Osama Darius on Twitter as well. And I was your host for today, Fauzi Mesmar. You can find me at, at Fauzi Mesmar. We'll put the links uh, somewhere. So you can find us. All right. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Salam. Salam. <laughs>